What's going on, Internet? The Black Kage here, a.k.a. TVH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you guys back to my podcast, Hokage Thoughts, the show where I ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording this episode, is May 19, 2018, 2019. What the fuck did I ju- I just said? May 19, 2018, 2019. What the fuck is wrong? <sighs> Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, listen. I'm my bad. I didn't mean to blow into here. You probably like a grown ass man. Listen, yo, why the, why the fuck is this motherfucker blowing in my ear and shit? Today is May 19th, 2019. There we go. And I just want to kick this episode off by, first of all, taking that L, but also reminding everyone that uh, we as human species, we become pussy. Um, so what I'm talking about is, for those of you unaware, so Facebook is introducing this new secret dating feature. I don't know when it's supposed to roll out, but apparently they're testing it right now. And the way it works is they're going to allow people to basically opt in. And then you basically go through your friends list and you mark off, let's say you're a man that likes women. Uh, you go through basically your friend list, all the women that you think are fine and basically you would date, you would you would mark potential you know like mate or whatever or interested and they will never be notified but if they ever click your name back if they opt into the program and they click your name back you you guys will both get notified that you guys like each other is this is this is this this what we're doing is this what we're doing listen i hate to break it to you if you can't tell your crush that you like them it's probably not gonna work because you have no communication skills you need to work on yourself first people are always trying to be with somebody else uh, when you need to be with your damn self, okay, you need to go to the movies by yourself, you need to go get something to eat by yourself, like, you don't even know who you are, but you're trying to talk to somebody, you can't even tell your crush, what y'all gonna talk about when you can't even tell your crush you like them, I don't know, man, and then also, also, let's be real here, you know what this is about, you know what this is about, this is just another excuse for Facebook to collect data on all of this, because, first of all, Facebook gonna collect data, let's say, like I said, let's say you're a man that likes women, right, they're going to they're gonna look at all the women that you said that you interested in. They're going to collect that data. And the next thing you know, you're going to start getting ads for, I don't know, like big booty Brazilian porn or some shit like that. I swear to God, that's what Mark Zuckerberg is up to. I know it. I know it. Like you could be, I don't know, you could be a girl that's into um, other girls. Like next thing you know, you're going to be getting lesbian porn ads on Facebook. I swear to God. You know, all they care about is fucking selling ads. Look at the way the Facebook pages are going. If you never ran a Facebook page, Facebook pages used to be great back in the day. Like. That was one of the number one sources for the traffic on GamingIlluminati.com, which is my website. For those of you on the it's like our gaming website that we run. That used to be one of our top resources for uh, traffic. We used to post articles over there, and we used to get all our articles used to go mad viral. But then they changed it to the point where they want you to pay ads in order to uh, make money off of basically your posts or whatever. And so basically, we have like 100,000 people on our Facebook page, right? And in order for those 100,000 people to uh, see the posts that we make, we have to we have to advertise on our own page to our viewers that subscribe to our content. I'm, I'm telling you, man. What was that tangent I just went on? I don't know. Fuck Facebook. There's a reason I deleted my personal Facebook back in like 08 when I graduated high school. I do not want to be on that shit. I'm telling y'all, be careful, man. Look out for this Facebook dating feature. It's just an excuse to collect data on you. They're going to they gonna, they gonna see that you like dogs. And next thing you know, they're going to be putting all these puppies on your timeline. And next thing you know, you just went and saved all the damn dogs at the dog pound and shit. I'm telling you, man. I swear to God, you better watch it. That was kind of weird that I made that joke because I was talking about love. In that case, I wasn't talking about love. I was just talking about puppies and shit. But all right. Um, so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about gaming. Um, actually, we got a little bit of anime to talk about. I watched some anime since the last podcast. A little bit of life, a little bit of tech. And then I got a couple music suggestions, you know. But I mean, if you come through to the streams at twitch.tv slash the black Okage, you know what I've been listening to because I've been editing videos live on stream. Uh, so if you want to watch that process, make sure to follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Black Hokage. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the gaming portion of the podcast. So I finally beat Mortal Kombat 11 since the last podcast. I mean, I beat it like some weeks ago. It's just, it's been a couple weeks since I've done a podcast. Um, And let's go ahead and review the game. Let's knock it out. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with how I do things, I'm going to list a pro and then I'm going to list a con and I'm going to give a final recommendation. But if you're curious, let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Do I like Mortal Kombat 11? Yes. Is this review coming from a fighting game expert? No. So keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> um, this is coming from somebody. I wouldn't call myself like a casual 
a fighting game fan, but I wouldn't call myself a pro, like somebody who's trying to compete in fighting games. I'm somewhere in the middle. I always describe myself as the toughest guy at the barbecue. I'm just trying to be good enough to beat my friends, basically. I'm not really trying to go compete at Evo. Um, so that's kind of my experience with fighting games. I'm all right. I'm above average to keep it a buck with you. I'm not going to sit up here and lie, but I have, I think I have a grasp on mechanics for the most part. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the pros and cons. All right. So first pro the story, Netherrealm knocks it out of the box. Once again, uh, is it the box? The, the, I don't know. They knocked home run. I don't know. Uh, the story is cool. Uh, it has to do with time travel. And if you haven't watched any, if you haven't played any of the former Mortal Kombat, you can just watch a synopsis uh, on YouTube or some shit like that. But um, it has something to do with time travel. I don't really want to spoil too much and correcting the mistakes of the past and all this other stuff. And seeing old and new characters coming together was always fun. Um, the final boss fight was pretty dope. Um, and also, I always like Netherrealm games because A, the visuals are really good. The voice acting is on point. And it, the story is great because it gives you an excuse to basically try out all the characters. It doesn't let you try every single character, but it gives it lets you get some hands on time with most of the roster. So uh, a lot of times when we play fighting games, we usually pick like the one or two characters that we like and we stick with them. But if you play the story mode, it's kind of a relaxed way to try out the different characters in the roster um, because the story mode is not hard if you're competent in fighting games. If you know how to hold the block button, you should be fine, even if you're button matching on all the different new characters that you uh, get to try out. And I mean, the story was only like six hours. It's not long. Uh, very short, sweet, to the point. Kind of just introduces you to the roster. Um, so I got to give him kudos. Netherrealm always kills it. Whether it's Mortal Kombat, whether it's Injustice, they always seem to do really well with the story modes. So uh, shout out to them for that. Um, a con. Uh, by the way, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six positives and two negatives. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to go to a con. We're going to go to a, uh, another positive. Um, second positive, since there's an imbalance. There is slower pace combat. I know that sounds weird, but hear me out. Uh, one of my problems has always been with these Netherrealm fighters is the teleport spam. Um, you know what I'm talking about, whether it's Mortal Kombat or Injustice. Scorpion players just teleport behind you. Uh, and Injustice, I think, Injustice 2, it was Supergirl. She would teleport behind you and punch you in the face. And those moves were, like, super fast and annoying, and people would just spam that shit. And, I mean, you could easily defeat it if you just block it, but it doesn't change the fact that it's annoying and it's really fast, because there's some days where you just want to deal with that type of stuff. Mortal Kombat 11, it's much slower. I don't want to say much, but they slowed the pacing down a little bit more. So it's a lot easier to punish that teleporting spam. It's actually, I actually, like, enjoy playing, like, Scorpions online. I find it hilarious, because they will teleport behind you. You block them, you get that window of opportunity, and then you combo them up and slice and dice them. Um, so the slower pace combat i actually welcome it it kind of helps bring down the cheese level uh for mortal Kombat, so that's always welcome um also um there's a solid tutorial system in this game it's actually really freaking good if you're not good at fighting games uh this is one of those games where like it's gonna be easy to pick up hard to master um if you don't know any of the new mechanics it's because you didn't take the time to learn it you go into the tutorial and not only does it break down how to do certain types of combos and stuff but it gives simple mechanics like using how to use your meter um flawless blocks um, it, it just gives you all the or, or how you don't need to block um, every projectile. You can just duck it or jump it. It gives not only combos and basic kind of inputs, but it gives certain types of strategies and how to defeat certain types of strategies. So if you're somebody who feels like they need to spruce up on their fighting game mechanics, uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has a really good tutorial uh, that I think you should hop into before you even bother hopping online or the story mode. Um, Let's see. Another dope feature is there's two meters in Mortal Kombat 11. This is different from the last one. There's an offensive and a defensive meter. Um, the offensive meter is your typical meter burn. So when you dial in a combo, because in Mortal Kombat, you have to dial combos in, which is something that takes some time getting used to. But when you dial in a combo, usually depending on what move you use at the end of that combo, you can meter burn it. So you use that special move at the end and then you hit the meter burn button, the offensive one, and it'll extend the move so you can extend your combo and you'll do more damage. Um, freaking scorpions love to teleport and then meter burn. Uh, you would <laughs> get that out of here. We just block them. <laughs> um, and then they have a new defensive meter before in the other games, the meter was just a meter. Um, offensive and defensive so sometimes you would have to waste your meter on 
uh, using it for defensive purposes. Uh, but now that it's separate, it kind of balances out a little bit better. And if you're going to wear the defensive meter, you use it for like, say, let's say somebody dials in a combo and you're getting your, your scout pushed back. Um, you can basically use the defensive meter. You can burn that and you'll do like a little spinning tuck and roll and it'll kind of make you invincible for like a second, you know, get you out of the combo so that they just don't combo you the entire game. So I like the fact that they separated the meter from offensive to defensive. My only critique with this, and actually I forgot to put this in the con, so I guess this is my third con. My only critique with this, and this is just a personal thing, it, maybe I'm I'm just trash at the game it feels like the offensive meter comes back way too quickly um like and because when you go online like 95 percent of the people that you fight are going to be scorpions because it's the most scrub character to play in the game he's so easy to dial in combos like the first time i picked him up i was doing combos i'm like okay i can understand why everybody plays him not only can he teleport but his moves are very easy to string together and meter burn um but like i feel like the offensive meter comes back a little bit too quickly so what i find a lot when i go online is uh scorpion will teleport behind me meter burn and then he would teleport behind me meter burn wait like five seconds and then the meter comes back right right back like i feel like they could slow down the offensive meter just a little bit um because like the, the meter burn it feels like it's getting people are being able to get semi-special moves a little bit too quickly for me um a negative uh online play it is a hit or miss. Um, one thing I do like about casuals is it lets you see whether somebody is on a Wi-Fi or a um, wired connection. So if you're playing casuals and you choose to fight that person and they're on a Wi-Fi and then they're lagging, that's on you because the game does tell you when it loads up the two names, it'll, you'll see either a Wi-Fi or a wired symbol next to their name. So I do appreciate that, but that doesn't change the fact that the online is hit or miss. That netcode is not the best. Um, even on wired, sometimes you will run into people um, who are lagging all over the place. And in a game like this, in Mortal Kombat, it's really frustrating because uh you have to dial in your combos like you can't really button mash in this game and it's hard to dial in the combos you have to time it a specific way it's hard to do that when the game is lagging and it's really bad really bad when you go online and you play ranked matches because ranked matches you play i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the matchmaking or something i swear to god i get i get I get picked up by not picked up, but I get matched up with people who are like from Brazil or something. Why am I not playing people in my own region? Usually the way matchmaking works is you play somebody from your same city or state. If you're in America, I don't know how it works in Europe. I don't know. Um, but over over here, that's usually you're playing somebody in the same region so that the connection is as solid as possible. So that online is not the best. It wasn't too big of a deal for me because I mainly just play with my friends and my friends have good connections. But for people who are trying to go online and really trying to, you know, get in their fight, it might frustrate you that the lag, it can be, uh, it can, it can, it, it's there. It is there. Um, another feature that I like, a new feature, the flawless, uh, flaw, there's a new feature called flawless block. It's exactly what you think it is. It's kind of like um, in Bayonetta, like the bullet time. Oh, well, that's a bad comparison. Um, it's like Smash Bros um in, in smash bros ultimate when you would hit the shield button at the right time when somebody strikes you and then you get like that kind of that parry that's basically what it is if you time a block at the right time it'll give you a larger window of opportunity to strike your enemy back i appreciate that it just gives like a nice little nuance nice little extra detail to the defensive mechanics because there are people out here that are just spamming teleports or projectiles or some stuff like that so it's nice to be able to have that option to basically perfect block and then punish them because the the window of opportunity on a regular block it, it can be kind of small depending on what the moves are because frame data frame data really matters in this game specific moves it doesn't matter if you block it or not you're not going to be able to punish it and that can be annoying so you have to take advantage of the new flawless block mechanic um and then uh, last but not least, the other positive that I have is the customization in this game. Customization is dope. You can change your loadout, which is really dope. Um, you can put certain moves on certain characters. And if you don't like that, you can swap that out for another thing. Um, and then also there's different uh, skins for the characters and stuff like that. The only critique that I would have for the customization is you can only use that like in casual play. Uh, so it almost feels kind of pointless. I understand it from a balance standpoint, but it kind of seems pointless to let you customize your abilities because when you go into ranked play, you have to use the default setup for whatever character that is. You're not allowed to use any of those special moves that you can unlock and put on the character and stuff like that. And it makes me wonder why, well, well if that's how you wanted it to play, uh, why not focus more on just more skins um, so that you can customize the look of your character and like outfits and stuff like that. So it almost feels like the customization is cool, but it almost feels like it's pointless 
because you can't really utilize it if you're trying to take the game seriously. That being said, if your goal is just to play with your friends and be the toughest guy at the barbecue, you're gonna like the, you're gonna like the option to be able to change out your loadout and change out the moves that of different people. Um, what's the name? Uh, and then my last con is uh, the crypt. Um, what's the name? The the way that you go about unlocking characters, uh, it, it can take way too long. Uh, you spend way too much time and then they got all the, the freaking listen you, you guys have seen the drama surrounding this it just takes it, they put customization in it it's kind of pointless and then the way you go about unlocking the customization is also hard um it just it i don't know what i don't know how i felt about that um for me it didn't piss me off too much because i didn't i literally hopped in there once and i was like this ain't it bro i don't really care about this shit <laughs> i just wanted to kind of see what it was about just for the sake of basically this video or this audio or whatever but other than that like it, i don't know um if listen if your goal is you just want a good fighting game uh want some decent online and a good story mortal kombat 11 i can recommend it it is a great game um i think my final recommendation i think it's worth 60 dollars i'm happy with my purchase i enjoyed the story i got to beat up nomad in the crew um and i had some i had some fun online i've had i've got over like 250 fights online and stuff like that so i mean that says and that was like in the first week uh so that should tell you how much I, I i did enjoy the game um i will say take into consideration you have to ask yourself just like in this is this is not a mortal Kombat thing this is a fighting game thing how much are you actually going to play this if you if you're a big fighting game fan and you're really gonna train and try to be the best that no one ever was then actually absolutely pick it up at sixty dollars so i have two recommendations but on the flip side of things if you know that you're just gonna play the story mode maybe hop online every once in a while play with your friends here and there maybe wait till the price drops to like 30 40 because at the end of the day it's a fighting game and fighting games it's one of those type of genres where you only get the most out of it depending on how much time that you put into it so take that into consideration if you know that you're probably gonna drop it after like a week don't pay $60 for this game. But if you are a super fighting game fan, absolutely, this is a great game. This is a great game. So the second thing I want to talk about in the gaming side of the podcast is there's a possibility that the WNBA could be, well, WNBA players could be playable in NBA 2K20. This rumor has been circulating for a few months now, but the rumor mill is heating back up, baby. It's feeling like Bakersfield, California out here. And the reason is, um, there was a WNBA player. Oh my God, I forgot her name. Uh, I think it was Renee Montgomery. Yeah, her name is Renee Montgomery. She plays for the Atlanta Dream. All right, so on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago, there was somebody that asked her, she it was a fan of Renee, and they said, is the WNBA going to be playable in NBA 2K? I thought it was only playable in NBA Live. And then Renee replied, it's going to be in the upcoming game, meaning NBA 2K20. Um, and I guess she caught a lot of flack because... Uh, this tweet no longer exists, but come on, man. You know how the internet works. You know we got them screenshots, boy. So you know the internet screenshot. I did a little article on it on GameIlluminati.com. You know what I'm saying? Download the GI app or whatever. Um, so, you know, speculation is heating back up. The WNBA will be back in... Uh and will not be back will be in 2k uh you know they got she got a lot of heat from 2k and the atlanta dream or whatever if she leaked this info i just want to say i'm excited i think this is a good thing if you're wondering i think this is a good thing because for those of you unaware there are a lot of women that play nba 2k at least from what i see on twitch there are a lot of women in the 2k community um so and and, and i see it on twitter too so i mean women love 2k just as much as men uh they they shouldn't have to make a man let them make a woman if they want to and to be honest I want to make a woman um that's the this listen if they're gonna do the WNBA they have to do it where like NBA live did it where let you create a character you could do my career with that woman and maybe she plays through the WNBA versus the NBA because she is a woman um and you can grind your badges like that but then you could take that woman that created character into the park and into the uh, Jordan Rec Center and Pro-Am you have she has to be able to be playable in all the different modes um this would be fire and and like the women have to have access to all the archetypes because i want to make a 7-3 rim protector wnba player so that this is gonna sound stupid but listen listen linda listen i want to make a woman because i want to go into for those of you unaware there's basically the casual mode in 2k the online play which is basically the park that's like the more arcadey mode uh, and then there's the team. There's more competitive modes with which is the Jordan Rex Center and Pro Am, which is more is five v five. I want to go play the competitive modes five v five with my seven three rim protecting WNBA player because the two K community is 
although it can be great it's also very fucking toxic and it's full of fucking sexist idiots and i just want to get online and i want to play as a woman and i want to expose them i want to start my joanna man series on fucking 2k bro let's go um so yeah i'm gonna make my 7-3 rim protector if you don't know what a rim protector is you know what i'm saying that's basically i stand into the rim and swat shots away <sighs> you trying to come up with that layup? <sighs> Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, boy. I'm gonna then, 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 then I'm gonna make a six six slasher. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a female slasher. And then it's gonna be nothing but motherfuckers on the mic. Yo, what the fuck? Women can't dunk it over them. Look, I don't know, man. I seen clips on on ESPN. I seen a couple women dunking now, so that means I could dunk now. Okay, that means fucking I don't know. Uh, Susie over there, she wanna dunk. She can dunk too. So look out for my six six slasher, pier slasher. She gonna be catching all the oops on your head, boy. <sighs> Look out for my peer, my peer shot creator. Bah, bah, there go your ankles. I'm about to lean with the shot. Ooh, I'm leaning like I'm off that fucking promethazine. And then that shit gonna swish in the bucket and shit. You feel me? So, um, not only basically what, honestly, I only put this topic on my, uh, my notes because, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody I'm a troll. Um, honestly, I'm a horrible human being. Uh, <laughs> like I'm all, I'm all for like letting the ladies create ladies and stuff like that. But, uh, one of the main reasons I want to see them in the game is because I just want to troll. I just want to troll. I want to expose sexist. I want to expose idiots and I want to have fun doing it. Um, so if anybody from 2K ever hears this podcast, which I doubt because nobody ever rates it five stars, I'm joking. You guys support me. And if you haven't already, remember to rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts if you want to see it grow. Um, you guys support. And, you know, if anybody from 2K ever hears this, you know, I'm just letting you know. I, I approve of women being in NBA 2K. I don't think too many people would complain. And the people who do complain, they probably still play on the PS4. Y'all know y'all know how the PS4 come with that little earbud? The the giant... Um, they can't even afford a real headset. They got the little earbud joint where it's not even two two in your ear. It's one on the left side of your ear, and then it's got a mic on the fucking on the wire and shit. That's what they be gaming on, bro. They be talking through a Lego brick, trying to tell you your life is shit, boy. You better I fucking dunk on you, bitch. Uh, and I wasn't calling women bitches, by the way. <laughs> I was talking about the, the the imaginary toxic dude. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So we'll see. We'll see. Just a rumor. Just a rumor. Just I just wanted to put it out there. I just wanted to put some positive energy out there and let people know, you know, it's a possibility. It's coming. Y'all know how they do it. NBA 2K. We really don't get any new news until like the earliest is maybe July, August. They like to for some reason, they like to be really secretive about their annual basketball game. Like newsflash, you're going to play basketball. Um, but my 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 theory is they don't show any gameplay or nothing like that. to like a week before the game comes out. Because they know that the audience is gullible and they know it's the only decent basketball game on the market. So they like to take advantage of us by not showing us anything. Because if they show us something that we don't like, like a new feature, um, like like I imagine if they would have showed last year, if they would have showed like the takeover badges before the game came out, specifically the post scoring takeover badge, because everybody hates that one. People would have been like, oh, I don't know if I'm buying this. I might have to try live because for those of you unaware, when a post score in 2K gets their takeover badge, they get these bonus animations. And basically what it does is you foul people. Like if somebody's guarding you, you'll literally elbow them in the mouth. They'll fall down and then you dunk on them. And I'm not going to lie. I have a post scoring shot creator. I didn't know this feature was in the game until I actually got takeover. Uh, I just made a post score because I wanted to make a big this year. Um, I, I can, I can admit like that shit is overpowered. It's fucking stupid. It shouldn't be in the game. You can't do that in the real NBA, maybe back in like the eighties or something like that. But you know what? You know what? Matter of fact, don't take away the takeaway, the takeout, uh, takeover badge, bring the takeover badge back, make it more powerful and bring women into the game so that I can make a seven, three center, a female seven, three center, and I can elbow dudes in the mouth and make them mad. Cause I'm a troll. All right. So that's what I, that's my final recommendation. So look out for that. Just wanted to put it out there. Just wanted to put it out there. Just some positive energy, some positive energy. Okay. Shout out to the ladies. I don't know what that was. I apologize. Oh, yeah. all right. So moving on to the anime section of the podcast, man, I've watched a couple new animes, so I got to talk about them just a little bit. One I actually completed and then one that just came out. It's kind of like a first impression. So the first one I want to talk about is Made in Abyss. This is actually going to be a review. Um, I finished this one. It's a short anime. It's like 14 episodes or something like that, which, by the way, that's the first positive. You know, I love a short anime. Unless it's shonen, like shonen can go on forever because you know, motherfucker, you know niggas love the power of friendship. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna talk about Made of Abyss. This is a Amazon Prime exclusive. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, 
hey man sorry ask for your friend's account log into their account maybe trap out the bandwidth find it on one of those alleged sites um so here's the kind of the synopsis of made in abyss without uh spoiling anything this show is about like a i don't call it like a nation a village a group of people a town you know a large area or a large sum of people live uh they're basically living and below them they're living like in this floating city and like below them is the abyss it's like this big crater and there's like i think there's like six or seven levels to it and the deeper you go into the crater the more dangerous kind of like creatures you'll find in it the more mystery um they'll find in it um and also you go insane like like you can go down but if you go up it'll cause like a nosebleed it'll make your freaking head explode or whatever like that and they have like what they call whistleblowers or something like that where people go deep into the abyss and they explore the nature of it the creatures and what they can learn so that they can better their own society and stuff like that so think of it almost like um i don't know like a a, a hidden forest and the deeper you go into the forest the harder harsher it is on your body um and it can make you go insane it can make you lose like your humanity and stuff like that but humans feel the need to explore it so that you know evolution or something like that i don't know all right so this the, the story stars a character named rico who's like super interested in the abyss because uh she doesn't know her mother and her mother is said to be lost in the abyss or whatever so she wants to go down there and explore um no i'm not gonna give any spoilers by the way I, I guess these are like slight spoilers just stuff in the beginning like the first few episodes i'm not gonna say any major plots or anything like that um she runs into a character that she ends up calling reg which is like this robot boy or whatever and she he helps her explore the abyss um so each level that they go down they run into like a character they learn more about the abyss um and i'm not gonna lie like the animation's good um but like the pacing the pacing wasn't the best um the, the show's like like i said it's like 14 episodes or something like that they could have cut out like five or six episodes uh the first couple episodes was cool because they were explaining the world and after that once they start to get into the abyss like it wasn't much really going on and i'm just like Ugh. it really didn't start turning up until like episode like seven or eight or something like that when they started running into like the deep dangerous creatures and they started fighting and like it became the power of friendship it became almost like a shonen and stuff like that so i did like i would say that i enjoyed the second half of the show more than the first half but the first half was so slow it served no real purpose i understand the point of world building but they was only the first couple episodes built the world for me after that they was just talking talking talk 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 and to be honest just just a heads up just a heads up this show i watched it subbed i know i know i'm dub gang do 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 i prefer dubbed over subbed if you're unfamiliar with my content but i got love for the sub people i watch sub when i have to or if i really 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 enjoy a show and i can't wait i'll go to the sub um and i had a friend over and she wanted to watch the show and it was only available in sub you know I, I, it ain't a friend i ain't gonna lie you know what i'm saying well, you know netflix and chilling we was netflix and chilling or in this case amazon prime and chilling um and she's like she really recommended the show i was like all right i'll watch and she was like just a heads up it's not in english it's not dubbed i was like I was like, I gotta sit up and read. <sighs> Cause I mean, if you're unfamiliar with me, one of the reasons I like dubbed is not only because it's in my native language, it's not that I can't read. It's just like I'm the type of person where like I I be so tired, I don't even realize I'm tired until I lie down or I sit down, then I fall asleep in the chair. So I have a hard time following sub because usually I don't have the energy for it. I'm I'm a multitasker. I prefer to just let half the time I'm not even I'm not even watching the anime unless it's like a crazy action scene. I like I just like listening to stuff. I listen to videos on YouTube. I listen to podcasts. I'm I'm big on listening and multitasking, doing multiple things at one time, especially because I have wireless headphones. Um, so I'll be walking around listening to something as a, while I'm doing something else, cleaning the room or editing a video or something like that. Um, but this joint, I had to. It's only available in sub. I'm letting you know. I had to sit up. I had to read the whole time. I was nodding a couple times because the beginning and the pacing is really, really slow. But once they start getting deeper into the abyss and you start learning more about the world and her mother and some of the dangerous creatures that they encounter, it really does start to get interesting and you start to encounter new characters and stuff like that. So I can say I can say wholeheartedly that I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show, but I didn't enjoy the show as much as I thought I was because the person who put me on to this show, she highly recommended it, but 
it's it was more of her thing than my thing because the i I'm, like, I'm unapologetically a shonen guy but that being said i do end up liking different things and that's why i always keep an open mind i do end up liking some slice of life i do end up liking uh comp some comedy stuff um some drama stuff so i kept an open mind i ended up liking it if i had to rate the anime i would say i'd give it i'd give it a seven seven point five uh and reason being is the pacing if they would have cut some of that fat out in the beginning i would have bumped it up to an eight like the second half of the show is really good and also even though i watched this subbed uh i learned to appreciate it the voice acting was on point like the the inflections in their voice i guess the the what's the word i'm looking for the dramatization no the the emotion the emotion in their voice the voice acting was on point even though i didn't understand any of it i was just reading subtitles um and and i i, I enjoyed the world and i enjoyed the premise of the actual show and that's kind of as much as i can tell you without spoiling anything those are just kind of just like slight spoilers from like the beginning that doesn't really affect your viewing uh viewership is so me giving it a 7 7.5 is this something that you need to absolutely go out and subscribe to amazon prime to to watch no but if you i will say if you have amazon prime it check it out you might like it you might like it especially if you like something different i'll give it that much it was different also just a heads up the show does end on a cliffhanger so if you have if you hate cliffhangers um now you know uh so you can't be surprised uh, i'm not gonna tell you what happens or nothing like that because i don't want to spoil it obviously but it is what it is um so yeah check out that show if you have amazon prime uh it was cool it was a different experience it is what it is um, the second piece of anime that I wanted to talk about during the anime section of the show is I watched this show on Funimation, which, by the way, if you didn't know, I am sponsored by Funimation. So be sure to use the code the Black Hokage at checkout and you, too, can get a two week free trial. And then once your free trial ends, your first month is only ninety nine cents. I repeat, 14 days free. Then your first month after is only 99 cents if you use the code the black hokage at funimation now um so on funimation they got a new show they got a bunch of new shows coming out for the spring anime season one of them is called my roommate is a cat <clears throat> i had just got done i know what, what the fuck am i doing watching a show called my roommate is a cat i mean i do like pussy so uh <laughs> i had just got done watching the new episode of black clover and uh you know i was chilling i was just looking for something to watch and i'm not gonna be lying like the title caught my eye it, it sounded funny and i'm not gonna lie i ended up liking the show i think i'm gonna follow it to see where it goes only the first episode was available at the time in which i'm recording this podcast so this is just a first impression this is not a review um but i can say based off what i, I watched i did like it um so here's the premise of it without spoiling anything so it stars a guy i forgot his name y'all know i'm terrible with names he's a writer he's a he's a hermit basically if you don't know what hermit is he just stays in the room all day doesn't talk to nobody blah 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 blah, blah. um some some sad things happen to him he's alone and basically he runs into a stray cat the stray cat him and the stray cat become friends um and oh i can't i can't get too much without spoiling it they become friends and basically the cat inspires him to start writing more novels now the reason they become friends i can't spoil that for that as like i'd rather you just watch it and see it for yourself but it made me laugh and i was like okay i was like this is kind of interesting um and if you're curious like the cat it it speaks but it's you basically you're hearing its thoughts when when the cat speaks you hear english because i was watching the dubbed but you're hearing its thoughts basically but the person the human in the actual show he can't understand the cat so you get to see basically the human's perspective him yelling at the cat like go away blah 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 blah. and then you get to see the cat speaking and you get to see like the miscommunication and i thought it was pretty funny um so i would recommend checking it out and see if you like it for yourself it's different it's not an action thing i'm curious though to see where this show goes because from the first episode it seems like the cat is going to inspire him to write more books which you know he does but at the same time how do you sustain a show like this where does it go like are they is each episode going to be isolated like maybe he takes the cat to the water park which would be disgusting because it's a fucking stray cat it's gonna spread disease um and then like you hear the cat saying oh i don't want to get on the slide because i don't like water but the human doesn't understand because it's a cat or like what's the name maybe there'll be an episode where like the dude brings home a woman and then the cat gets jealous and the cat starts meowing at the human and in the cat's head he's saying to the human like why are you bringing this woman here i'm all the pussy that you need and the human's looking like now nah, i got some new pussy so i don't need you right now go go get in your fucking litter box how about that how about that now if the show takes that type of spin i'm not even gonna lie bro 
this might be the anime of the year i'm not gonna lie um let me stop making jokes bro because people gonna start taking me seriously all i can say is i enjoyed it based off of first impressions i kind of just gave you like a premise um in terms of the animation if you're curious the animation was all right uh especially um especially the moments where the cat is like making like a little animated faces and stuff like that that was pretty funny um so the animation was all right if you're curious how the dub is it didn't bother me i thought it was pretty solid uh i give it like a seven it didn't blow me away it's not bad either um it's it's it's, it's a solid dub if you're curious how that is i don't know if the the sub version is ahead i would imagine it is but that's just what i saw based off the dub so the animation's on point the voice acting's on point the premise is interesting it's just that it's hard to judge a show like this because it's only the first episode out uh the time in which i'm recording this the second episode should be coming out like today so i'll watch it again and see what happens but this is just some first impressions check it out if you have time uh the name of the show is called my roommate is a cat um so if you're into pussy check out this anime all right all right all right all right all right, all right, all right. so we moving on we moving away from the anime shit and we talking about life all right now listen man listen 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 on my dj Keller shit listen uh why do i keep saying that um so when i do this live stuff just so you know if you're unfamiliar with my content and my podcast or whatever i like to get a disclaimer out of the way whatever i say about in this life section of the podcast these are just my opinions these are not facts and you can choose to do whatever the fuck you want with them okay i'm not some licensed professional therapist i'm not some freaking business expert and stuff like that these are just my opinions people ask me questions and i try to answer them to the best of my abilities but it's 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 up to you to do whatever you choose to do with that information okay i'm not saying my word is law and i just want people to understand that with that being said i took some questions on twitter i asked people i said hey i'm working on podcast notes for the next show um what do you guys want to see me talk about and the first question comes from daryl ross and he asked what are the pros and cons of self-employment which by the way follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real but yeah what are the pros and cons of self-employment all right so the first pro is you get to work on your own time um if you but see basically you can set your own hours uh, you can wake up at 12 and work to 12 or you can wake up at seven and work till eight. Um, you can set your own hours uh, and that's really cool. You don't have to be on somebody else's time. You're not clocking in. You're not being yelled at by the boss because you are your own boss. So being able to set your own time is great and it gives you a sense of freedom. I put that as my second positive. I guess freedom and working on your own time is kind of the same thing. Um, when you get that sense of freedom, like I can't explain it but i wouldn't trade it for the world i rather i rather make a little bit less money and have the freedom that i have than make an extra 100 200 and being yelled at and told what to do i just it's 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 a great feeling and it, it gives you a sense of empowerment i put this on my notes it kind of those three all kind of go together it gives you a sense of empowerment a sense of pride uh since like you're doing something um a negative for basically being self-employed is taxes uh you have to pay your tax well i don't know how tax code works in other countries but here in the united states you know you got to pay your taxes you can choose to pay quarterly or you can choose to pay a lump sum once every year like in april or whatever whatever you choose to do it's a bitch um most people don't realize the way that taxes work like let's say you work for somebody else you don't ever have to worry about taxes you actually get money back because you're working for somebody else they take the taxes out of your check automatically and you never know really notice it but if you really take the time to pay attention to your check it'll tell you how much they're taking out for tax and you'll be like damn they took like six hundred dollars out of my my check for taxes yeah because they gotta spend that money on not you know building new roads and bridges and funding schools you know we need more money for war or whatever the fuck they're using our tax dollars for out who knows um so yeah taxes are a bitch and you don't want to fuck with uncle sam you don't want to fuck with the irs there's one gang you don't want to fuck with and that's they the irs so taxes is a bitch you got to stay on top of that um you could hire somebody or you could do it yourself uh but yeah just managing all that yourself because like when you work for somebody else like i said everything is automated but when you're doing things for yourself you got to learn all these things for yourself and it, it, it can be a bitch um another positive you're stimulating the economy if you're self-employed i don't know like i don't know in this question if you were specifically catering to me asking like are you saying you wanted to just work for yourself and yourself only or your goal was to work for yourself and then eventually build out your brand and being able to basically hire other people if you're saying you're trying to build a business and then hire other people this is a positive i can put on there that you're stimulating the economy you're you're america was built on small business um 
unfortunately all these big businesses are taking over you know freaking disney and um what's the amazon they about to rule the world with these monopolies and shit like that but the the heart of america is small business what's the number one thing you do when you go to somebody when when you go visit another city in america you be like yo everybody like what's the best food spots in 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 milwaukee what's the best food spots in la what's the best food spots in miami what's the best shopping spots and do you know why because we as americans we know that the mom and pop shops they got the best food they got the best deals so the backbone of america is small business and when you own a small business and you employ other people from the neighborhood or your family you're stimulating the, the economy you're putting money in everybody else's pocket and which means everybody's going to be spending money and the, the dollar circulates and blah 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 um so that's cool uh another negative the ship only goes as far as you take it um, and this is kind of the negative side of being able to work on your own time. If you don't make time for what you want, then you're not going to get what you want versus a company that's kind of been there for eons. You know, it's not like working for, I don't know, like Six Flags, a company that's been there for a long time. You know, the money is going to be there at least for now versus you starting your own business. You don't know if the money is going to be there. So you got to have that drive um, and the ship is only going to go as far as you go. Um, and a lot of times that means spending overtime. Like I know I said, you can, you can work your own hours, but at the beginning, you're going to be working late hours and you want to work to the point where you, you know, you start getting that passive income and then you don't have to work uh, super long hours. But in the beginning, in the middle, you're going to have to, you're going to have to steer that ship and you're going to have to believe in yourself, especially because, and you know, I didn't write this down, but this is another negative. Another con is most of the time people, most people give up on themselves before they even start. So if you put into the universe that you're trying to own your own business, a lot of times they're going to probably put you down. And that's kind of one of the negatives. You got to have the mental fortitude to do this shit because everybody's going to doubt you. Nobody sees your vision until you actually paint it. You can you can tell them what you're going to paint. But until they see the painting, they're always going to doubt that painting. Um, so you have to be mentally prepared for that. And that shit is annoying. Like that stuff doesn't bother me, but I can understand how it bothers other people. Um, so be ready for that shit. The best advice is. What what J Cole said is real. I forgot what song it was, but he's like, "Don't ever tell him your dreams, so they can so they can't shoot him down." I don't I don't tell people my come on my stream and ask me a goal. I'll be like, my goal is to mind my business. That's what it is. I'm not telling you nothing because you when you start allowing other people's energy into your energy, it affects you. Uh, like I don't want to hear that shit, so I don't allow that into my life. Um, I just try to focus on the positive. So those are some positive and some negatives that I can think of. Just some quick ones. I, I probably could have went a little bit more into detail, but those are some quick ones. I don't want to spend too much time on this, too much time on this. Um, the second question for the life section comes from Keith Jasper on Twitter. Follow me at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And he asked, what are my thoughts on Colorado decriminalizing mushrooms? Um, Y'all know me, man. One of the things that I always want to stay away from is politics on this podcast. I'm not trying to talk politics in America and stuff like that. Like, I just try to keep it fun. Just kind of keep it simple. People going through shit. Anybody trying to hear all that shit? At least I'm not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I threw something slightly political on the nose just because, you know, I just wanted to make some jokes. Uh, so for those of you unaware, I know that that's awful, right? I said no politics, but for the one time that I do allow it on there, I, I allow it on there for jokes. But for those of you unaware, first of all, there's a misconception. I've seen a lot of this on Twitter. People are excited that because first of all, in Colorado, weed is recreational weed is legal. Um, and I've seen a lot of misinformation being spread on Twitter. People saying in Colorado that recreational uh, mushrooms or shrooms are going to be legal or whatever. And that's not the case. It's actually Colorado is decriminalizing mushrooms. Um, which is like, it's like a gray area. It's not really legal, but you won't really get in crazy trouble for it. Really? Like they might hit you with like a tick. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me, cause I don't want to, I don't want to spread any type of information. Um, let's see this in this article. They said that when the polls closed last Tuesday, uh, it seeks to make possession of magic mushroom, magic mushrooms for personal use by those 21 and older, the lowest law enforcement priority in the city and to prohibit spending on related penalties. But uh, that's not the same thing as legalization. So like I said, basically, if if you if you got some mushrooms in your hand and like the cops see you, they might look the other way. Uh, or if they're bored and they haven't hit their quota for that week, they might pull up. But even still, because it's decriminalized, you're not going to get hit with a freaking um, 
with a felony or nothing like that they might hit you with a ticket you might get a misdemeanor i don't know because i'm too lazy to read all this article but de understand that decriminalization is you can still get criminalized it's not the same thing but basically motherfuckers is excited because motherfuckers gonna be walking around with magic mushrooms and shit um so the reason i put this on the podcast notes is because i just wanted to make some super mario jokes so um let's see here uh <laughs> so magic mushrooms you guys gonna grow in colorado like oh my god i'm a genius so in mario when he eats the magic mushroom he grows in colorado people are excited that magic mushrooms are gonna be on sale because it might grow the economy yo rate this podcast five stars i swear to god bro no deadass though um Denver is not on my places to go. Denver, Colorado, or anywhere in Colorado. Is it for the state of Colorado or is it for Denver? I don't know. Um, I don't want to go there now. Um, I'm, I'm not a weed smoker, so I never really cared about that. But now I really don't want to go. Why would I want to be in a city full of mushroom heads, bro? There's motherfuckers just walking around. Bro, feel like fucking Luigi and shit, bro. Welcome to Denver. Like... You guys got the Joker with the Denver Nuggets. That's cool, but I'm good off the mushroom. So I just wanted to make a Super Mario joke. Um, moving on to the next. <laughs> Most awful podcast on the Internet. Hokage thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another thing that I want to talk about on this live section. Oh, I wanted to basically call kids nowadays. Y'all bitches, bro. Listen, man, I seen some shit on fucking Twitter. Motherfuckers talking about how hard it is to date talking about social anxiety and all this and that's a real thing don't get i don't want nobody thinking i'm putting them down but i mean like some of y'all bro some of y'all just be exaggerating y'all problems like some of y'all don't got no damn social anxiety some of y'all are just lazy and don't want to do nothing and and and, and like it was like some kid is like man it's so hard to date and like, how is it hard to date at the beginning of the podcast we was talking about how facebook is introducing a feature where you don't even got to tell nobody you like them no more they got the secret dating feature you mark i like this chicken if she marks you she likes you back you'll get notified my day you had to fucking pass a note around to the girl in the class and say hey do you like me click yes or no and she clicked yes um <laughs> but how are you gonna complain dating is harder now when you got this facebook feature you got tinder where you can just swipe left i don't even want to say like kids or whatever but well even with like teenagers teenagers now it's dating is fucking easier because you guys got uber bro i'm from the age where in high school, if I wanted to go on a date, I, my mom had to fucking drive me to the movie theater. And then they see you getting out of the car with your parents and you got to sing I love you. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then you're then you're going to walk to your date and you're all embarrassed and shit. Nowadays, y'all can just call a Uber or a Lyft, whatever you're into, and you can just get to your date and you guys can do your own thing. So I don't want to hear shit. So I just wanted to take this moment in the podcast to remind y'all, y'all pussy. That's all I got to say about that um one of the big stories coming out of twitter uh this week was apparently there are a lot of people who do not wash their body properly um so we're gonna talk about hygiene um so the great debate on twitter is a lot of people do not wash their lower body uh specifically their legs and their feet i've learned this this is like a huge debate if you think i'm playing get on twitter and 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 search like shower and legs i swear to god like what was that group that had that song, The Stanky Leg? Let me let me Google this. Stanky Leg song. Uh, the GS Boys. You guys remember the GS Boys who had the Stanky Leg? The song came out in 2009. Doing a Stanky Leg. Like, I thought the Stanky Leg was just a song. People are really out here with stank-ass legs. It's not a song. You guys are living this shit? So, the debate was do you use soap do you scrub your legs and your feet or do you just let the soap kind of drizzle and the water drizzle down to your legs and feet and a lot of people were saying they just let the soap in the water drizzle down to their legs and their feet why 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 that's fucking disgusting bro you're not washing okay so let's talk about proper hygiene okay yes soap is an important component to washing your body Yes, warm water, hot water is an important component to warming, to washing your body. But if you're not actually scrubbing your skin, getting the dirt off by scrubbing it, like the soap, think of it almost like washing dishes. I hope y'all wash y'all dishes, man. You can put soap on the dish, 
but the dish will not be clean. The food, especially like the hardened food or like the, the heavy food, it'll still be stuck to the plate. You have to put the soap and the warm water on it and you have to use the soap to scrub all the nasty shit off. Otherwise, you didn't properly clean it. So now that we know that, think of washing your body like washing dishes. If you just put soap on your skin, you're not cleaning it. You have to put soap, warm water, lather it, and then scrub your skin and get the dirt off. You letting soap drizzle down to your legs is not cleaning it. And you motherfuckers is disgusting. And it makes sense why fucking gaming conventions y'all stink. At fucking other types of conventions y'all stink. You guys smell like fucking the New York sewage system. And it's unacceptable. Stop doing this danky leg in real life. And dudes, 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 dudes. Why are we getting out here since we talking about the lower body? Because it was in. And first of all, let me let me just say something. I just want to point this out there. Just want to point this out there. I'm not going to say specifically, but I couldn't help but notice by the profile pictures that it was only a certain demographic that wasn't washing their lower uh, body. I'm not going to say what demographic. Maybe they were from the Caucasus Mountains. I don't know. I don't know. I don't because I don't want to offend anybody, but I just wanted to say like it was pretty interesting to see that. But um, d d dudes out there, while, while we're on this topic of washing your fucking ass, okay? Since we're talking about the lower body, your dick falls on the lower body, okay? It's at the top of the lower body, but it does fall on the lower body. Um, In order to properly wash your dick, you're supposed to pull back the skin and scrub your fucking dick, okay? You're not supposed to just let soap dribble, be drizzle between your pubes and shit like that. I know, I know, we're getting real TMI. You're not supposed to let soap drizzle between your fucking pubes and your balls and your dick and shit. You're supposed to pull the skin back. You're supposed to fucking scrub it just like not really hard because obviously it's a sensitive area, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, you're supposed to clean your shit. Same goes for your feet. You don't let soap drizzle to your toe. Oh, you got soapy toes. You didn't clean your soapy toe hoe. <laughs> there are you soapy toe hoes bro cut that shit out man fucking you motherfucker how you uh, so first of all i'm a grown man i don't take baths but how some of y'all take baths and y'all sit in the bath and you don't scrub your feet how you stand in the shower and you don't scrub your feet the bottom of your feet be looking like the bottom of a fucking high school desk with gum on it and shit and dirt you nasty son of a bitch cut that shit out man that shit is not and it, the worst part is I didn't really see anybody being rude about it. Like people were crying, like, "No, you're supposed to like you're supposed to scrub your legs, bro. You're supposed to scrub your feet." Like, what are you talking about, bro? Like people were like defending their actions. Well, I just feel like you know, I, my legs aren't like I don't care what you feel like. This is why fucking the common cold spreads. This is why disease spreads. It's the number one reason because people don't wash their fucking ass. Then you touch stuff. Like let's say you didn't properly wash your legs and you got the cold virus on your leg, right? Because it can travel through air. You touch your leg. Then you touch a door handle, you just spread the cold because you didn't properly wash your fucking body. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. We gotta get it together, society, because fucking we worried about we worried about this country and that country fucking going to war with America. Like y'all about to start a fucking virus war in America, fucking a biological war. Because you niggas not nasty. You're nasty, you're nasty. Shame on you. And shame on the parents who didn't properly then teach their kids how to wash your ass. Stop letting the Xbox raise your kids, bruh. Teach your kids how to bathe. Damn. It's just disgusting. Because then they go to college and they inconvenience everybody when they don't know how to properly bathe. Alright? Alright? Thank you. And I don't really normally talk about this stuff, but we're going to talk about some... <laughs> we're going to talk about some tech. We're going to talk about some tech. Y'all want to hear some tech stuff? Alright, alright, alright. Listen, listen, listen. Story has it that Instagram is testing a new feature. Um, they are considering considering removing likes from Instagram. They're testing it right now in Canada, and if things go well, they might bring it to the rest of the world. So why is Instagram removing likes? Um, they were saying that they feel like there's too much social pressure, so too much social anxiety uh, placed on how many likes, how many comments somebody gets on their post, um, and it's like it's bringing down the overall mental health of kids these days. And um, I can, I can understand it. Like people are so focused on clout on how many likes they get that if you don't get a certain amount of likes, like it's like a new form of bullying, I guess. People leave comments, oh wow, this post is trash, you barely get like and also another reason it's good too is it, it I think it'll make people more inclined to check out different types of content. Unfortunately, people are sheep. Um when something has a lot of likes, when something has a lot of views, people are more inclined to watch it, not because it's good, but because it has a lot of views. But if you remove that barrier, if the title is just interesting, if the thumbnail is just interesting, I think people will be more inclined to watch something. Um, 
versus just you know being a sheep and then the rich get richer basically so i think that's one positive thing that it can come from it um and also for the people that are like kind of worried well how am i supposed to you know keep the how am i supposed to prove to like brands or whatever because like there were like social media influencers on like instagram saying that they're going to stop posting to instagram if they remove the likes and this that and the third which i found to be really funny um which by the way was another you know that demographic um the beckys and the Susies, the hot beckys basically <laughs> they were saying they were saying they're gonna stop posting to instagram which i found to be really interesting because i'm like instagram is your job like this is what you do like there was some video of some chick crying on youtube because her instagram got deleted or whatever because she was posting like lewds or whatever and i don't know like what do you mean you're gonna stop posting then what else you're gonna do because you don't have an actual talent like i hate to break i hate to break it to all the instagram models out there being an instagram model is not a talent like you may make some money off of it because the flat tummy tea deal and all that other stuff but like you're fucking these brands they're not really calling outside of fashion nova <laughs> they're not really calling for the instagram models like unless you're like a really good one but most of them most of y'all just just there showing your ass and titties let's be real here okay um don't i would suggest don't remove the analytics like still give creators access to seeing analytics on the back end so that if a brand wants to work with somebody then you can prove it to them um, you can show them your analytics and show them your numbers and see that you're worth paying to endorse their brand or something like that. But like, I'm not opposed to giving people, maybe make it optional, giving people the option to not even see likes or views. So they're not influenced by anything. They don't feel pressured by anything and they can just check out the content that they want to enjoy. Um, cause this is a real thing. I've literally, I've literally seen some people say that they will not check out my YouTube channel because I don't have a million followers. He was like, oh, he only has 600,000 followers. I'm not checking out his content. That's what you're, that's what you, and to be honest, I don't want that type of viewer anyway, but at the same time, like I don't even get a fighting chance because there are people out there that think like that. Don't even give them a chance to think like that. I wouldn't be mad at it, um, but I think they should test it not only in Canada, test it in America too, test it in the UK, like test the feature out and see how people like it. Don't just implement it, but it's not a bad idea just to see what it's about. I've also said for YouTube, I know this has nothing to do with Instagram, but I said for YouTube for a long, long time, the YouTube comment section is so fucking toxic because most people, criticism is a skill. Most people do not know how to constructively criticize something. They just say it's trash. Like they're, they have a very limited vo vocabulary. They don't point out what specifically they don't like in the video. Like you hitting the dislike button does nothing for me. And then when you leave a comment, you say it's trash. That doesn't help me. It doesn't help me grow as a person. Um, and then you claim to be like a super fan or whatever. So um, I think I think removing uh, what the fuck was I just talking about? I just had a fucking brain. Oh, I think removing the option for people to leave a comment before they. I think YouTube should implement a feature where and make it optional. Don't make it like site wide. Make it something that the, the user has to opt into, not the, the commenter, but the actual content creator, the channel owner. Make it something they can opt into where you can set to how long a person has to watch a video before they leave a comment. Like they have to watch, let's say the video is like 10 minutes. You can set it to, they have to watch at least five minutes of the video before they're allowed to leave a comment. Or you can even set it to, they have to watch the whole video before they even leave a comment. Because this goes back to the sheep thing, right? There are a lot of people where, because this, this feature would really help people who create opinionated content. Because a lot of times people don't even fully listen to your opinion or they take things out of context because they didn't listen. They just fly off the handle when they hear something they don't like. And then they leave a negative comment. And then the next thing you know, your whole comment section is negative. And comments do influence people. Whether it's on Instagram or YouTube, people will scroll down and read the comments. And if you see a bunch of laughing emojis, people are going to be like, oh, this video is funny. Let me watch it, right? People, you scroll down and you read the comments on YouTube and it's a bunch of, bunch of negative shit that's spreading misinformation. People are like, I'm not even going to watch this video because it has this negative connotation to it. Don't even give those type of people an option to fucking comment on your video by saying, hey, you can't comment until you actually watch the video. This will really help people who create opinionated content. You're going to have to hear the full video before you're allowed to form opinion. That's one of my biggest problems with youtube you're allowing people to form opinions that don't even watch the fucking content like freaking and you could you could you can check the analytics it'll say like the average person watches your video for like the average person watches like four minutes of your video but the average video let's say you put out is 10 minutes they're only watching 40 percent of the video and leaving leaving their opinion on it when it like it's not real constructive feedback like you're allowed to not like it but just leave the fucking video don't don't spread misinformation that's one thing i would like to see um, so hopefully Instagram tests this feature on in America. Um, hopefully YouTube 
will fucking take my feature suggestions into consideration because I've been clamoring for this feature for some time, some time, but who knows? Who really knows if they'll ever come? Um, but that's that's all I wanted to say. Um, I'm curious to see what people think about that, though. Do you think removing likes will help uh, improve the platform and just make kind of relieve the pressure of uh, feeling like they got a clout chase or they got to watch this or that and just let people enjoy content, let people uh discover new content because i feel like people would be more inclined to check out new content if numbers weren't such a big focus uh but keep the keep the numbers on the analytics on the back end side so for, for very for obvious reasons um but that's all i got for the tech shit that's all i got for the tech shit do y'all like me talking about tech let me know at twitter uh twitter.com slash mr underscore i keep it real or at mr underscore i keep it real let me know if y'all here like me here and talk about tech and shit um music side of things couple 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 recommendations uh before we get up out of here uh aria linux album shout out to the twitch chat you guys put me onto this one i think it's called shea butter baby no, hold on. or is that the song aria linux let me let me make sure before i sound stupid before i sound stupid um spotify i think it's damn, i should have just opened spotify i don't even know why uh let's see aria linux artist uh yeah so the name of her album is shea butter baby uh this album is hard uh, i'm about to make a black twitter black twitter uh playlist and it's gonna start with her shit uh if you want some music that you can just vibe out to you can uh just listen to while you're doing homework or chilling this is it right here this is like some of the blackest shit you'll ever hear bro like you gotta you gotta get your your head wrap you gotta burn the incense you know what I'm saying? you gotta you gotta be in a vibe for this shit bro but it's hard it's hard i don't think there was a single song here i didn't like that album is hard so listen to aria linux shea butter baby and then there's another artist that i actually found because of aria linux it just i just let my spotify play but his shit was hard too uh levin kali uh levin kali l-e-v-n l-e-v-e-n-k-a-l-i and his name of his album is low tide um just listen to the song cassandra and cassandra and then listen to the rest of the album he, his shit is a vibe too it's, it's another black twitter type vibe you know burn the incense get the head rap you know maybe you know you can listen to it while you're on your walk or something when it's quiet time when you're reading your books or something y'all listen to music while y'all read books i don't know i couldn't do it because i can't focus but yeah listen to levin cali his shit is fire as well as shea butter baby by aria lennox those are two music recommendations that i recommend and one topic that i wanted to talk about on music before we get up out of here is i told you i told i told you i told you i told you I got a lot of hate a couple years ago because I said that I, I enjoyed Logic's first three albums. Um, but after that, he kind of became a cornball to me. And I remember Anon was just getting on me as well as other people in GI was getting on me. The whole Twitch chat was getting on me because I said I listen to cool nigga music. Um, and one of my arguments was not only I don't have a problem because they were like because their argument was oh, you just don't like him because he makes positive music and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, no. Like, there's nothing wrong with positivity in rap. Rap was born out of positivity. For those of you who don't know the history of hip-hop, freaking, uh, it was all about b-boying, graffitiing, and battling each other on the mic so that they didn't get into, like, gang wars and gang fights and stuff like that. It was a way to get out of the streets and do something positive. Rap has always been about positivity. It's always been about freaking uh, Chuck D, um fucking all the old school rap i, I don't know why I'm, I'm i'm drawing a blank right here but the point is that's it i don't have a problem with positivity in rap my problem is when you're a fucking cornball um i said that one of the unruled unwritten rules one of the because what's the element to hip-hop is the dj it's the mc graffiti and dance i think those are the four elements of hip-hop and i was making the argument that the fifth like unwritten rule or element of hip-hop is you have to be cool like black people are just naturally cool and logic is getting a lot of hate for this new album because he's a fucking cornball i've been said this shit and he does a lot of things he he likes to play the fence he likes to be um he likes to be black when it's convenient for him but that, that's a whole nother conversation anyways the point i'm trying to make is it's a it's the fifth element of hip-hop you have to be cool and one of my original arguments was how y'all gonna say that i don't like positivity in rap when i was like i said i'm a chance the rapper fan he's one of the most positive rappers out but the difference is chance the rapper isn't a fucking cornball he delivers his message but he's still cool about it because it's a you, you have to be you can't be corny in hip-hop corny is one of the oldest words in hip-hop that dates back to like the fucking 80 yo this motherfucker is corny bruh 
There's a reason we use that term because low key, whether you guys realize it or not, subconsciously you were telling people like, yo, you gotta be a cool motherfucker. To, what's one of one of the reasons that people like rap is not just because of the fucking content of the music. It's also the lifestyle. And why is the lifestyle wanted? Because it's cool. The cars, the money, the hoes, and you can have all that shit and still be a positive person, bruh. Like Diddy is a positive person. He's a businessman, but he's still cool. So I think, and like one of the one of the arguments I've heard about this Logic album is he just comes across as a cornball. He's pandering. He's doing too much. And the same rule applies to R and B. Let me let me further prove my point. Maybe I didn't articulate it, but hopefully I'm articulating it better now about this fifth element of hip hop and how being cool is important. Um, R and B, the same rule applies to which is black music. Uh, R and B. Um, one of the reasons R and B works is because when you're listening to Trey songs, whether he does it or not, you truly believe that motherfucker will fuck your bitch, bro. Do you <laughs> Would you hold on? What's the, let me let me look at when you're listening to Chris Brown and he's singing about fucking, you believe he's going to fuck your bitch. And subconsciously, whether you realize it or not, the reason you think that is because, you know, deep down, if Chris Brown comes around, regardless of his history, he's taking your girl, bro. He's taking mine. He's taking yours, too. And that's because he's cool. Now, think about R&B from a perspective of a fucking cornball, right? Somebody who's singing about she's so fine, we making love. And it's coming from like this corny nerd ass motherfucker. Like, bro, get that corny ass shit out of here, nigga. Uh, we we don't believe you. You need more people. That's part of the reason. That's part of the reason why Eminem broke broke out. Like he was like the first big. He wasn't the first white rapper, but he was the first white rapper that really like went international and got big. Uh, fucking, actually, what was the other white rapper? Um, Ice Ice Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was one of the first white rappers to like get a successful record, but he got ran up out of rap because he was a fucking cornball. Don't nobody want to hear that, that shit. Don't nobody want to hear it. And he was a fraud, too. But versus Eminem, Eminem was a real dude from Detroit who was rapping. He was white, but he was also cool. Like, yo, I, I kind of I rock with him. I kind of want to be like that, dude. I'm sorry. It's the fifth element of hip hop. If the women don't want to fuck you and the guys don't want to be you and vice versa, if you're a female rapper, you're going to fail. Whether your music is positive or is negative, it's the unwritten rule. You gotta be cool, motherfucker. So that's what I was talking about when I said I listen to cool nigga music. Fucking logic is not cool, bro. When the last time you ever heard somebody say like, yo, put that logic on, bro? Nobody. Never. Podcast over. Alright. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, please remember to rate the podcast five stars on apple podcast if you don't use apple to listen to the show if you listen to spotify or stitcher or anything else please consider going on to the apple app and rating this five stars this is the most important thing to help the show grow um thank you to everybody who's listening remember to share this um and also follow me on twitter follow me on instagram my twitter is at mr underscore i keep it real the instagram is the dot black dot glow kage and i will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.